Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be asking Father Rich, what's the worst part about being a priest? (laughs) Yeah, you know, we all have jobs and we all have aspects of our jobs that we don't like. And it's the exact same thing for a Catholic priest. And we're going to explore all those things that are irritating and difficult. I've been waiting for this for a long time. So let's get this thing started. Got a lot of problems with you people. Got a lot of problems right now. It's good to be back in the studio with you guys. Uh, it's going to be like a therapy session right now. <laughs> we were just talking about maybe sending this to your bishop. <laughs> this is not allowed to go to Bishop Estevez. No, in all seriousness, this is kind of interesting, uh, interesting topic here. <laughs> well, we're going to find that out, I suppose. I think so. Uh, so, like I said, you know, everyone has a job and there's parts of everyone's job they dislike, whether it's. You know, here's a here's a meeting that could have been an email. Here's a a boss who's looking over your shoulder too often. Powerpoints. Yeah. Here's you know employee politics that you don't get along with. People eating your food out of the fridge. Whatever. Everybody has some <laughs> gripes about their job, and it would be naive to say that a priest doesn't as well. Now, true. This episode is certainly not about <clears throat> complaining about the priesthood of Jesus Christ or saying that. You know, griping. This is really meant to be humorous, and those little things that are kind of anecdotally um, irritating, irritating or, <laughs> or funny, or just kind of quirks of the actual practical life of a priest. So, Father Rich, you know, it must be nice only having to work one day a week, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny. I just actually covered that with my parishioners two weeks ago. I said, I said, um, for those of you that think I only work on Sunday and I get all dressed up and then I come here and say, and that's it. There's, there's another aspect to priesthood than that. Yeah. I mean, just the, I think that would be one of the things that would irritate me most is that the perception is that, you know, you roll around and you eat everyone's pasta all week. And then on Sunday you do your work and that's it. I mean, yeah. that's not really the case. I mean, how often do you hear that? Oh, I hear it. No. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a majority of people out there, you know, I, I, I do like the, the breakdown of like, 20% are your fans. Like they're, they love you. They support you Monday through Sunday. Like, you know, just good, good people. And then you have like 40% that don't care. 40% yeah. that hate you. You know, like, <laughs> and it's like somewhere in me, you know, somewhere in between, you know, it's like you, you find your way. But no, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who really have never even thought of it. Like even growing up, like, did I think about how the priest was living his daily life? Not really. I I did. It didn't even, you know, come to mind. Um, I wasn't even interested to really know. Uh, You know, what I shared recently, you know, the things that I love about my priesthood and, you know, certainly the, you know, the weekdays after daily mass. I mean, I love what I do. I mean, I genuinely, absolutely love what I do. But the one thing that does peeve me and like gets me aggravated is when people presume I don't do anything. <laughs> you know, that's definitely one. I mean, yeah. I mean, your average day is what? 12 hours, 10 hours. Yeah. 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 Probably on average, that would be, it would be cool if I kept account for that, it would be cool to just kind of get a, a rough idea of what average hours a day would be. 
But yeah, I would probably say 12. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say 12, 13 hours. There's been some days where it's been longer. And and it's those days where it's like you're being called out in the middle of the night after a really long day. And you just realize, you know, my life is in the hands of God. Yeah. And I'm in the hands of the potter. You know, like, and it's 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 fascinating, yeah. those those days. Well, um, we haven't done enough bitching yet. So can we kind of get this, can we kind of get this I'm probably sharing things that I like about my yeah. person. So plug me again, man. Because I do. I get aggravated when people presume I don't do anything. Another thing? Oh, what? You know another thing. That's All right, right, I'll give you another thing. Should we start another cup of coffee? When I do, <laughs> when I We're going to be here a while. <laughs> coffee talk. When I'm, when I'm wearing my clerics, right? Your, your priest clothes. My, ple- my priest clothes. And people act differently. Yeah. You know, and they, they just, you know, they're, they have a certain way of expressing themselves. And then they immediately shift to priest mode. Or this is how I'm going to interact. Like most of the time. Oh, there, there, there's a funny, there's a funny show like Father Ted, completely yeah, crashed, yeah. completely crashed television oh, yeah, show. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> English, English, English yeah. humor. Yeah. yeah, very, very English humor. But you know, there, there's this couple, this married couple that fight like constantly, and they're just brutal to each other. And then when Father Ted comes around, oh, good afternoon, Father Ted. Oh, it's just so wonderful to see you out here, Father Ted. And they act like they're just so good, such good parishioners. So let's just face it, we all don't have it together. No. You know, we don't have it together. We're all here because we're not all there. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate when people can be vulnerable, open up their hearts, open up their lives, and just be themselves. Like right? It's like, like start me and there. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like you and Ryan. Do you want, us, do you want everyone no to go to that level? <laughs> <laughs> no, please. That would drive me crazy. These guys drive me crazy. <laughs> so another thing, I, which I can only presume is terribly irritating, is being compared to other priests, or maybe the priest who was before you. I just received an email. That's so weird that you said that. Literally before the show, I received an email from somebody like that. Then what was it? It was just like, Father, if you want to run a successful church, you really need to talk to Father so-and-so because Father so-and-so did this, 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 and this. And you should really, I could put you in contact with him because he's a, he's a good friend, you know, like that type, that type of a yeah. thing. It's like the passive, like, you're not as good you're as father. You're not that good. Yeah, be yeah, you're not that good, yeah. you know? And there, there is a sense of, of pride, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that is in, in everybody's heart, you know, yeah. that you want to try to do your very best, uh-huh. but there's also a sense of self that you, you never measure up. Like that's in all of us, right? That's a, it's in me. It's in pastors as well. So you begin to analyze yourself and you're like, yeah, man, I totally stink. Like I'm terrible, you know. I'm just a ter- so that can definitely happen because and people don't realize the power of their words sometimes. A lot of this is familiar. You yeah, know? I, I mean, mean, it's the same kind of stuff you feel in your yeah yeah. Like hey, you know, yeah. you'd be a lot better at running your you know tire dealership if you did what you know Tire Kingdom did. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's there the same is. thing. Just replace a couple operative words. Look at words. the deals over there. Are yeah. you a consultant? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, being, being the, uh, being the eye candy, of the show, which is the only reason we have you on, obviously. Oh, that's yeah. so ridiculous. You know, we're, we're only on for the 18 to I 25 have. demographic. <laughs> uh, otherwise we would have gotten, you know, the other priests we were just talking about. <laughs> um, 
Let's face it, I'm no Mike father, Schmitz. You're no, you are I no Mike Schmitz. This. Father, what a waste. Yeah, Father, what a <laughs> waste. Did you, ever, you ever get that? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. The poor thing. That's, that's flattering, man. Yeah. That's flattering. Yeah, it doesn't irritate you. Never no, said not that. at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. 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 But, but you know, the, I suppose... You like, know, hey, 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 my collar's down here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my, but, you know, it, it does make me question, like, who should answer the call of the pre like what, what, who we all have gifts, you know, we all have different talents and why not put that at the service of the gospel? Like that's like the greatest thing you could ever do with your life. You know, I think, I think I've got plenty of wrinkles on my forehead and I, you know, like we're all super, super creepy. No, oh, yeah, you look like a catcher's mitt. I do. <laughs> Bishop, Bishop Toops from Beaumont, Texas, a big shout out to him. And, uh, you know, Bishop Toops, I don't even know how old he is, but he, he I mean, he doesn't, age. he doesn't age. No. So I'm in the refectory because he was my rector my last year at the seminary. Yeah. And we're, I'm walking into the cafeteria and I'm getting a cup of coffee and I'm walking out and I start talking with him and he's like, Rich. Got a lot of wrinkles on your forehead. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry we can't all be perfect like you, Bishop Tooth. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any wrinkles. He doesn't have any wrinkles. No. You should ask him about his skin. Gray hairs. I've got grays coming out all over the place. He, hairs coming Toops, out of my ears. He's got lateral movement. He could he could actually double as a Mormon too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I think so too. You gotta ask God him about his skincare regimen. That's yeah. I have to figure That's out his skincare regimen. He's got good genes. I'm falling apart. Got good genes. He's got good genes. Good genes, Delacrosse. No, but I think this the second part to this one, which is which is pretty irritating, and it falls from that is hey Padre, don't 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 you miss women? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. I get that. Yeah, I, I had a a hair, you know, a guy, a barber around, over by Arlington, actually. Yeah. So I used to go in there and we'd be talking and hanging out, and you know, I, I didn't come in my collar, so we just started talking sports for a while, and then just became you know buddies, and and then they found out I was a priest, so the, like the conversation obviously shifted, and it started going deeper and deeper, and so one day he started feeling comfortable with me, so he's like, you know. Padre P, you know, this whole celibacy thing, you know, you're never going to have a girl the rest of your life. You're okay with that? And I'm like, yeah. I said, you know, like I feel invited by Christ to this way of life that he lived and there's beautiful elements to it. You know, you the have good yeah, you have, <laughs> you have, you have good days, you have bad days. And he turns to me, he's like, father, I'd rather go vegan than virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're basically doing both now, too. And now I'm, yeah, I'm doing this plant-based diet, man. I am as happy and as energetic as I possibly can be. Yeah, so for all of you who haven't watched us in a while or seen a more recent episode, Father's wasting away here, and, and we need your donations <laughs> because for just $2 a month, you can have I Father not... remember you. <laughs> I'm just like, $5 a month, you can sponsor a priest so he doesn't waste away. 40. <laughs> Father Rich has lost 40 pounds since the pandemic hit. And with the decrease in donations, <laughs> Stop. I think he gave those 40 pounds to me. <laughs> the pandemic bod. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's a real thing. So what about, what about some of the things of people communicating you or trying to get in touch with you, like email, phone call, stuff like that? Oh. What are, oh, did, oh. I hit, did I hit a source did they spot? Email, did they email you from the <sighs> website? How do they get your email address? You put that well, out don't, there? No, don't go sharing that now. Everyone's going to. I know. Oh. It yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. So living in the modern era, accessibility is out there, right? Through social media, through website, through 
you know, your, your cell phone to the office line, email, snail mail, we get it all. And it's nonstop, you know, it's just nonstop. That's why we have to go on retreats or if we take a day off, it's good practice to shut off your phone for the day. Um, but it is, it's aggravating when people have such high expectations you know, the modern, the modern generation, the younger generation is criticized for saying, okay, you know, somebody texts you and they expect like a text right back. Father Tetlow gives me a hard time about that too. Cause I'll text him and I'll want to text back like right now. Like, you know, why aren't you responding to me? It's challenging. Like it's really, really challenging. I've had people, you know, express an anger that, you know, I, you know, father rich is just absolutely inaccessible. You know, and I, there, you know, he set it up that way himself because he, he doesn't want to be ivory tower. Yeah. And I sit on <laughs> an ivory tower, you know, like I definitely not. I have my email is published, right? My, my social media accounts are out there. You have the phone number of the church. You can go through that online service and type in number associated with father Pagano oh, and wow. leave a voicemail. You're going to be getting some calls now. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because <laughs> you won't answer them. I'm not, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm not, answering. I'm not accessible. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that is a bad one. That well, one's probably probably the most sore one on me right now. You know, now. though, but it happens to us, too. I mean, we're executives in a company, and you get a lot of emails with requests and thoughts and opinions and partnerships and you're still doing work. And some people you, you know, can get back to other people. It might, you might slip through the, you know, it, slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it happens, you know, in, in our day-to-day work where there's someone that I fully intend to get back to. And, and you just can't do it. And yeah. I can't. And then it slips through the cracks. But then as a priest, they're like, I've been abandoned. I've been left to yeah, die. It's I mean, the grasp, grasp was Satan because the priest didn't email me back that's about, horrible, man. you know, this it's, meeting or that. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, are there any things related to like, you know, the priest scandals and things like that, that kind of come off? That's the, that's well? the, probably the heaviest, yeah. most serious part. Like, you know, I mean, when how you many get, times have you been called a pedophile? Well, a lot. I mean, especially online, being on social media, it yeah. happens. Yeah. Daily, really. Yeah. I mean, and after a but while, but those are all people that would never say it to your face. You got to no, understand no, that these yeah. are like the most cowardly people. But there, people there are people that have said it to yeah. my face too. And yeah. there's people's faces that say it to me when when they see me in my collar. Yeah, and the look that you the look yeah. that you get. So that that's definitely painful yeah. for sure. We got to pray for priests because that's a big deal. You know, getting them through stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine that? You know, if, if you're a teacher, and there's a lot of teachers listening. Well, I mean, the the rate of sexual abuse among teachers is much higher than it is among priests. Yeah. You don't have someone like, oh, you're a teacher? Oh, okay, pedophile. The it's immediate association. Yeah, there's that yeah. nothing to me. Or, oh, you're a, you're a sports coach, which, again, you know, athletic coaches of yeah. teens have a higher rate of sex abuse than priests. Yeah. You don't say, oh, hey, coach, nice play, pedophile. It doesn't work like yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Or yeah. So, yeah, that'd be pretty irritating. Oh, it's, yeah. It, it probably, but that's, that's definitely not irritating. It's just pain. It's painful. painful. And, yeah. <clears throat> again, Jesus asked, and Jesus asked me, in prayer a long time ago is the church worthy of suffering for. And what, how do you respond to the Lord when he asks you that? And when you're suffering for past sins of, you know, even if it's a minority, it still should have never happened. Um, is, is the church worthy to suffer for? Yeah. The church is, the church is worth it to suffer for. Suffer yeah, for. We see, you see that like with people grateful mm-hmm. for the show, you probably also experienced that through just being present sacramentally to somebody mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. hospital, 
I mean, the the good far outweighs the oh, bad yeah. in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Without it, a doubt. Yeah. And I, I don't think I, and this probably sounds completely Pollyanna, but like I, I very rarely receive praise like in my heart. I don't, there's just this kind of barrier inside of me where I don't receive praise. I don't feel I'm worthy of praise. I'm certainly not worthy of this call. Um, I'm blessed that I get to live my life this way, but a lot of it is just what Christ has shown me or the people that he's put me in contact with and and the people that I've been able to grow with alongside. And that's the thing that I love the most is that we're, we're growing together. And even in the show, like that's what the show's all about. We're growing in understanding of the faith. I don't know everything. She'll knows everything, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) we're just here listening. We're just here listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like we all have our contributing things, right? We all have our, our contributions. We all have our own understanding, our own experiences of God and, and scripture and, there's a value in sharing in that and then looking to the magisterium, looking to the bishops, looking to the saints throughout history and doing that together. Like that's mm-hmm. the joy of, of this, of this life, yeah. you know? Uh, now, before we get into some I'm more supposed these, to be like aggravated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not aggravated though. Now, before we get into more of these though, I do want to say something that I know aggravates father rich. And he talks about this all the time. He grumbles around when we're not recording. He's like, there's a dog you kicked over. And it was. <laughs> that is not Stop true. It. We it's all know. Scandalous. People. We all know who don't, who doesn't like dogs at this table. Who has a dog and who doesn't? Well, if I, if I have time to have a dog. You have six days a week to if have I a dog. If I had a dog, my dog would go to heaven. You have yeah. six days a week to have a dog. You only work one day a week. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Father, what a waste. <laughs> so, no, one of the things that really <laughs> irritates. angry now. I know. <laughs> one of the things that irritates them is when people watching our videos don't click subscribe. subscribe. Oh, that is the uh, most It's so easy. It's so it's easy. easy. Just I can subscribe. tell you guys are very angry. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, he cries all the time <laughs> about it. He's like, I, Brian, I just don't understand. I mean, they're watching it. They're right there. I mean, it, they have to move a mouse Click, two inches subscribe, on the screen. please, already, would you? I mean, what for? You guys are shameless. By all the saints in Christendom, just click the button. <laughs> so if you are watching YouTube right now, just please. <laughs> could you please click subscribe? The yeah. Hit the bell. And then you'll get every show that we have. And then you can hear Father Rich complain about his job. <laughs> all sorts of things. Like, if you don't already hear that enough from your spouse, now you get to hear it from him, too. Um, but one thing that we are grateful for that's not irritating is we are really grateful for the support of our patrons and our sponsors. Especially our sponsors, Exodus 90 and Ave Maria University. Exodus 90 is an excellent 90-day program for men to consider being a part of. There have been tens of thousands of followers on this platform that have absolutely renewed their masculinity, renewed their faith in Jesus Christ, and the disciplines of the flesh. It's a 90-day program that you will never forget. And the disciplines of austerity, of cold showers, of eating in a disciplined manner, of praying daily and staying committed to a community is, is the structure to the success. So we want to encourage you out there, if you haven't done Exodus 90 yet, or if you want a renewal of Exodus 90, if you've already done it, make sure you check them out today. Yeah, the Lent Exodus this year starts January 4th of 2021. So uh, make sure you click the link below. You'll be able to register, get pre all the information for this exodus, and uh, it's going to be really fantastic. Just like last year, where over 35,000 men 
took that. Another yeah. one of our sponsors, Ave Maria University, is my alma mater, where I went to school for my undergrad degree in philosophy. There's over, over 30 majors, a wonderful community of people who are striving to learn academically and grow spiritually in the Catholic tradition set in the beautiful climate of South Florida, just outside of Naples, a beautiful campus. And, you know, there's great fishing out there, great hiking and sun year round. So if you're in the northern parts of our country, in Canada and different places, make sure you check out Ave Maria University. It's a paradise of a place. But the best thing that you could ever do in going there is grow in your understanding of the wonderful heritage of our faith, grow in all these different academic practices and grow in the spirit of our fellowship in the faith. Excellent. And then also make sure to go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. And there you can find all the different ways you can support us. There's all kinds of great tiers, uh, different levels. Uh, we don't want your rent money. We just want your spare pocket change <laughs> to help support the show. Uh, if you enjoy it, we encourage it. If you can't, say a prayer. If you can, we really appreciate it. But lots of different great things you can get. Hoodies, cups, stickers, access to individual courses that aren't available anywhere else. All kinds of great stuff. So again, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon to find how, how you can support the show. Now. Here's something else that I think would, as a priest, be incredibly irritating. I'm going to sip a little water for this one. <laughs> that was obnoxious. <laughs> no, you're going to have some water, too. I got something for him, too. All right. You're so, gearing up over there. Monday morning quarterbacking on the liturgy. Hey, Padre, that was a great homily, but you know what you should have said? <laughs> Hey, did you forget to do that during the during the consecration? Like, just people just critiquing that day long. There was somebody that used to sit in the back of the church with a Roman missile and just not be prayerful at all, but just be following all the rubrics with one eye closed and one eye open, just watching. You wow, know, you quality control. Oh yeah, quality uh, control. Bishop man. Estevis checking no. up on you. Oh gosh. Thank God Bishop Estevez is so nice to me, He's man. I have guy. such a blessed, yeah. <laughs> beautiful bishop. Um, so that, yeah, that could, church be, that could be they aggravating. Just, they getting notes. I, I think when people try to press politics into the pulpit, you know, like that, that's pretty aggravating or to demand an answer from you. Who are you voting for? And yeah, which, yeah, like, you know, when I first moved to the parish, people were like, oh, fuck, we've got you tagged for this type of, you know, and it's yeah. like. I have never even said anything remotely <laughs> related to politics. How, why are you even going there? But then, you know, especially in an election year and, and in times, you know, like people want to press the you. polemics just come yeah, out. Yeah, it's like I am called to proclaim the kingdom of God. Yeah. And my citizenship is, is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we awaited a savior, Jesus Christ, like St. Paul says in Philippians, like, yeah, that's but, what I care about. Yeah, but yeah, but father, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but father, you have an obligation. You have an obligation. You have a responsibility. You need to. It's like, yeah, where would they become the priest police? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there really is a tendency, and this is getting more and more out of control all the time. Where yeah. people are going to mass, particularly if you're. I don't know, maybe getting a little bit too um, animated watching these YouTube videos designed to stir you up, right? Mm -hmm. In which, you know, the other thing that gets me What's that? is when people come up to me and they speak poorly of my brother priests or, or poorly of other priests. And they, and they say, oh, Father, but I came from a church where the priest, you know, 
was just impatient, but the priest was this and that and blah, 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 you know, and they're just still angry at their, you know, and you could see if there was a reason or a cause for mm-hmm. like, you know, just cause a lot of time, it's just like preference of personality. Yeah. And well, your job is to help them understand that and, yeah. and bring a chord to that situation. You know I mean? Yeah. You're going to get, I mean, it's just like my children, you know, they come to me, it's like, he's doing this, you know, I'm like, well, what, what did you do? Nothing. You know, like, uh, where, where are you to blame? How can you improve on this? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I, I got another one. Uh, well, um, I, one thing I'd like to say too, about the kind of the polemic stuff that's kind of going on where you, you can kind of surface a, a priest police mm-hmm. is like, if it, I'm all, I'm all with calling people out. Right. I mean, like I, I'll call somebody out. People call me out. You guys, we both, you know, <clears throat> it should be out of the care of someone's soul. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It should be out of the care of someone's soul. If you're not praying for those people, mm-hmm. right? If you're not mm-hmm. praying for your deserved enemies, who whatever you want to call them, like if if you're not doing that, then what you're doing is you're sowing discord. Mm-hmm. Like you can call mm-hmm. somebody out, that's fine. But when you start doing that, then you create this sort of idea and this concept that we need to just be calling everybody out. Yeah, we need to cleanse the church ourselves. We need to take this on mm-hmm. all by ourselves instead of sitting down with the priest and talking through some mm-hmm. things, or you know. It's it's kind of a very disconnected mm-hmm. uh, world we live in in terms of just sitting down with people and getting to know who they are and exchanging. You the know, transformation begin. The transformation of the world begins in love of neighbor. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, and mercy of, too. It has like, you know, to. It, it's, you know, it's it's one thing to say that somebody's deliberately undermining the church. It's another thing to say, hey, look, you know, like you have the ability to do so much good. Mm-hmm. You have. It's, it's you're reinforcing their office or whatever with love, and mm-hmm. you're you're starting at that point. At that point, you'll get open ears. You'll find somebody that cares about you that can sit down with you, and we can talk. You know, I mean, like that that kind of stuff is missing. I think it it would do a, a lot of service to our church. You yeah, know? that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, a lot of people are out there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, Monday morning quarterbacking, and they're the guys saying, "Oh wow, <laughs> that dude, that is a terrible quarterback." You know. This is a pro athlete who's trained his whole life. He could throw a football 75 yards, and you're like, wow, this guy sucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> some dude laying on his couch eating chips who couldn't throw a football <laughs> 10 yards if he tried, right? You know, but it does. It creates a culture of where it's just about, you know, um, commentary, and everyone thinks that they're everyone thinks they're Jesus in the temple with the whip, and we're driving all these terrible people out of the church, but they're really the fat dude on the couch who can't throw a football, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, that wouldn't... Or are there people that could greatly benef- benefit uh, from general. an approach of like, you know, what, how are we, how are we serving the church right, right. now? What mm-hmm. are we doing? You know, and, and what is the outcome, right? Is there a measurable outcome? Is this something, you know, I get it. There's going to be people that are just so far out, so far gone. You're not going to be able to sit down with them. It's still a matter of love. It's still a matter of, I mean, it's, it's Jesus on the cross, loving a sinner, one of the worst sinners, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and bringing him to heaven with him almost immediately after he recognizes him. If, if God's plan for salvation is the patience that he offers us, mm. right. As Paul says, I believe if God's patience with us is this salvation that he's offering, why is that not the champion right. of yeah. what we're doing? Why is it not the salvation of souls? Why mm-hmm. is it 
the souls that have been lost, and then you are in charge of those souls. And mm-hmm. we I need mean, a strong pastor who's going out and saving the souls of all yeah. the people who disagree with us politically. If the bishop's not mad at you, you're not doing your job. Yeah, yeah. the bishops are undermining the church, and they all need to be thrown out and <laughs> vote them out of office. Vote them out. It's, it's so I'm stupid. Here. Look, man, Does that aggravate I've you? Heard that. I've heard that so much. Huh? 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 You yeah? You've heard what? Huh? <laughs> well, two things from that. Number one, I think we need to uh, consecrate our show to St. Dismas. We bring him up all the time. Yeah, we, we need do. an icon of him in here. Because That's a great idea. St. Dismas has come up on this show so many times. Mm-hmm. And St. Dismas is the good thief crucified next to Christ for anyone who's not aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, repentant thief. Repentant the repentant thief. thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, and I think let's get back into it, though. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to do a little shift maybe from the day-to-day irritations and grinds, but as a priest, there's got to be certain days of the year, certain seasons, liturgical feasts that are more irritating than others. So what are some of the, I guess, feast days or some of the liturgical seasons, and what are some of the things that irritate you most about them? Mm. I don't... I, that's a That's a tough question for me because... You know, the first thing that comes to mind is like Christmas, Easter. Um, those are my fa- those are my favorite seasons. So I get all excited. You know, there's challenges going up to it for sure. Like there's challenges socially. There's challenges of organization. There's challenges of preparing different ministries to be to do different things. Um, but you're talking about like the two, at least the where my mind goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, but where my mind goes are, are those two, you know, seasons. And man, they just went over my heart, man. I just love those seasons. So it's like hard for me to isolate what aggravates me around it. Um, I mean, we prepared for Christmas this past year, and it was like we had this huge tent because we have a small yeah. facility. And we had everything prepped and ready to go. And I had told my maintenance guy to take care of and do an ant treatment on the field. And then it rained. He never did the ant treatment. So I had floodwaters under the tent and ants everywhere. <laughs> days going up to Christmas. And you it's just a have Christmas to. Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> God bless us, everyone. And you just had you had to laugh, man. And it's like, all right, God, like we're gonna do this. And the community came together, and we we put together all of the prep, and we got everything set up, all the chairs, all the ants treated, mulch, and and you know wood chips down, pine straw, and it looked gorgeous. Maybe there was a couple of uh, wet feet here or there, but for the most part, it was. Possibly one of the most beautiful Christmases I'll ever, you know, yeah. experience. Like it was very powerful. Yeah, but I gotta imagine, like being a priest, there's gotta be a lot of those parts that are kind of difficult things, like just planning. It's just constant planning for this event and yeah. that event. It's just always you gotta plan for the next liturgy, you gotta plan for the next yeah. the church retreat, you gotta plan for uh, I mean, there's a lot. You're pulled in 800 different directions. We are. We are. And, and some some priests are. Some yeah. priests aren't. And and there are some priests that probably don't enjoy administration. I've heard I've heard brothers say that. I would be one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where yes, I you would. <laughs> but your vision, you're like visionary. You yeah. are, you know, and for me, like I enjoy providing vision. I, I could do that all day. Like I love doing that. But I also love like organization and flow and like cha- challenges and how can we organize this? How can we position this? 
Um, I do love that aspect of it too. Um, do what I would prefer. I prefer vision. I prefer vision. Um, but I think right next to that would be, uh, you know, like administration. I yeah. Think. I wonder if there's like a, what is it? Myers Briggs or something like that, where you can actually kind of tell psychologically how people are made up and, and what, you know, a lot of people don't understand their gifts and talents or even in the priesthood, you know, they don't know to, to, you know, have an administrator because they're a vision person or vice versa. I'm an mm -hmm. organizer. I need some help with vision or however mm -hmm. it works. Um, you know, I wonder if there's a way to, to kind of unveil that because what I've learned in business is that if you've got a person that's doing something, uh, within an organization, that's not in line with their gifts and talents. And that's our job to discern mm -hmm. with them, what mm -hmm. their gifts and talents are to put them in position to use those gifts and talents. Cause that provides a, a level of fulfillment for them that's yes. beyond uh, what's humanly possible, mm -hmm. right? I wonder if there's a way to do that where, you know, you can kind of help people discover that um, and put them in the right role, if you will, as a as a pastor within the organizational structure. Like we did with Howard, because Howard used to be a fisherman. Um, he was working on one of the Gordon. Gordon. I think it was one Gordon. Of, he's yeah. working with Gordon, Inc. He was a model. Yeah, he's yeah. a model. Can actually, since we're talking about the model... <laughs> Can the model come on the screen here? Howard, poking your come beautiful beard. Come on, beer. Howard. Come so over before here. Howard, yeah, before Howard, we found the right role for him as a, <laughs> as a producer. He was a fisherman. He was. And this was the moment where we, <laughs> we, found, we found his role and his gifts and talents. <laughs> and together we looked to the stars. <laughs> there you go. You can't see it there. Well. <laughs> that's the dumbest that's picture ever. That's our stepbrother shot there. Uh, uh, thank you, Howard, for everything you do. Yep. All right. We love you, Howie. Now get off the camera. <laughs> go back to your corner. Go to your corner. <laughs> get out Think here. about what you've done. <laughs> uh, what a model. I, gotta, I love Howie. I, I got another thing, too. You know, I, you're talking about tents and mulch and stuff like mm -hmm. that at the church, you know, like. I mean, Catholics have to be per capita the most stingy donors on the planet. I don't know if this is true. I'm basing this assessment because when I was in D.C., the pastor put out a uh, document that said what percentage of people gave a certain amount of money. Like percentage-wise? Right. So if you take, if it's like 100 grand a week, right, what percentage of people gave, you know, $100 or $80 oh, or... Okay. You know, and he put their names in there? No, 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 no. Okay, no, I was no, going to no, say, no, man, no, no, that no, is a no, bad no. He's Talk about some problems being a priest right there. <laughs> that would be a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my wife and I. So, my wife was a nurse at Walter Reed. She we got paid pretty decent. I mean, we were young. And, uh, and then I was a youth minister. And uh, this was 15 years ago or something like that. I don't know. And uh, they put it out, and, and I, I, I looked at Jen, and I was like, how could we? And we're in D.C. This is a very wealthy place, right? I mean, the area we were in, really nice. Yeah, they all lived in a nice area. And, and, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, I, I think it was like $300. I think we gave like $400 a month or something like that, or $600 a month. We were in the top percentage. So they said like, like three, a month. Yeah. 3% of people give $400 a month. 50% it was $20. One, it was like negative. It was like negative 5%. Gave that. It, was, it was like <laughs> such a small number. And then it opened up and there was the amount of parishioners that gave zero. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if those came there or not. You got to be fair to that. Yeah. But 
Man, I was. But there, there's I a substantial. Shocked. There's a substantial of number of people that do give zero. Yeah, yeah. that do give zero. Well, I think because the they're church, volunteering. Well, no, no, they things. just don't do anything. There's all. There's all sorts of reasons, and yeah. and I don't. I wouldn't venture to say I know. Sure, sure, why, sure. But there are, and yeah. you know, I I recall a vivid memory of being a young guy in the pew by myself praying. Collection basket comes around. I reach in my pocket. I threw, I think, like a 20 or something mm-hmm. like that or whatever. Um, I think I was a youth minister at the time. I wasn't making a lot of money. But I threw a 20 in the in the basket, which I don't consider, you know, a lot of money. You're stingy. Yeah, I'm stingy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stingy Catholic. But then I look at this, this guy next to me, and he's like wearing beautiful clothes, older guy, successful business guy. And he has a wad, I'm talking about a wad of cash. Flipping through the wad of cash like that. Turns out to the dollar? He got a dollar, bro. Like he got a dollar and he put the dollar in the basket. Yeah. Uh, And I just thought like, and granted, I don't know. I don't don't know know the person. Yeah, you don't know. That cash could have been for, you know. See, I think a lot (laughs) of Catholics. (laughs) A lot of Catholics. A lot of Catholics look at the church the way that. A lot of kids look at their parents. They have no idea about the fan finances of their parents. They're like, look, I wanted a, I wanted a new yeah. PlayStation. And then they're like, Dad, get it for me. And the kids are like, Yeah, why cannot? And the parents are like, have to actually run a household, right? Yeah. You know, you got to pay your bills and everything. And I think a lot of the people in the pews are like children and they think it just all runs on its own. And oh, the church has got plenty of money. They could buy yeah. one, they got gold everywhere. Yeah. Gold. They can do whatever they want. What do they need my $15 for? Right. Yeah. Where an infrastructure of effort of evangelization can only be as successful as the people who are contributing to it. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, your infrastructure is based on people's generosity to the parish. So your capacity to hire within your structure to have well-suited people, outstanding people at their job to accomplish evangelization in a localized area through different efforts, modern means of marketing, evangel- evangelization, and and programming, and, and trips, and outreach, outreach yeah. all of that stuff. You know, the only way that we can create a healthy context is if generosity is happening. But I think there was like a, a few research years ago that I came across where like, People typically give, on average, like two point eight percent of their overall income, or three percent of their. Of and that's their just Christian, or is that Catholic? Catholic, yeah. Hmm. Christian, 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 other Christian churches, denominations, and they yeah. do a good job. Yeah, because, they do a good job, but because that's fundamental, that's baked into the to their. It's I guess a their ministry, social understanding. Trying to yeah. right, yeah. trying to help people understand to give to where there's some pain there. It's like uh, uh, the, the the guy that does Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Right? He's like, when I got my hand open and I'm giving, I'm I'm putting a place where somebody where God could give back to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. You know, I think a lot of times in giving, the spiritual aspect of it is very important. Yeah. Poverty is very important in the spiritual souls of mm-hmm. you know our church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't think that's expressed. Yeah, you know. And, and I'm critiquing priests now, something yeah. that you don't like. <laughs> no, just joking. And it's hard for priests to even venture to have the conversation yeah. because then it's you difficult. do get people who say, That's right. Father, I, I hated my last church I was at. All I heard constantly was money, 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 money. Yeah. I don't want to make it ever no, about no, money. No. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? They probably That's probably all they heard. That's not all that was said. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So what are some other things that like really just as a priest are kind of irritating? Is it, you know, Making sure you order enough altar bread, making sure that your vestments are all in line. And like, what are some of those things that you just wouldn't think of as a layperson that are just 
things that irritate you and get under your skin? To find out that there is a market on altar bread and they have pushed out the sisters. Oh man. Dude, Shield told me this like <laughs> yesterday and I'm like, I am not going to order the unconsecrated hosts from I think, this company anymore. I think it's a it, company. It's like a, it's not even religious. It's a commercial bakery. It's a commercial bakery. It's not even a religious community. You know, the guys are Catholic or the founders are, and they're not bad people, but it's just the, the commoditization of altar bread. And yeah, that would. It's pushed out a lot of sisters. I'll never forget. Were you, were you with us when we were in Mexico and they were making the host? I don't, I can't remember if that was that trip. No, I don't think so. I went into a room and the sisters were in there making it. It was a beautiful sight. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. It was a beautiful sight. They were so happy. I would love to make our own here eventually once we get the campus built out and, and to actually do that in-house, I think would be really, really cool. But in the meantime, I want to turn to these sisters and start supporting these religious congregations. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, if that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. They, and there are so many religious communities out there that do it. You and have to pay a little bit. You have to pay a little bit more. I don't yeah. think so. Really? I don't think it's more. As a matter of fact. Is it marketing? Uh, it's marketing. It's just reach. It's capability. Like, I think the higher reaches of what they can even produce in a month is maybe 100,000 hosts. Hmm. Yeah. And then that's it. That's their cap. They can't make any more, can't, you know, and if they make yeah, less. I've got to shift my you purchasing. Know, they can make 100,000 a day, yeah. right? Coffee, you should be ordering it from the monks, mm. right? Some yeah. fruitcake for Sunday. <laughs> Here's all the things you <laughs> should be fruit. doing for too late. You need to start thinking you know about it. drives me purchasing. crazy when people tell me what I need to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just, I'm starting to get good at it, though. <laughs> You've been really good at it. You've been good at it for years, Thanks, right? man. All right. Well, so anything else? Anything else you want to, you know, the problems you want to share with people? Well, besides all of these aggravating things, I do. Genuinely, I'm so grateful for my priesthood. I'm so grateful for the community that I worship with, the community that supports evangelization. We have really grown tremendously at the parish, and, and I'm just so happy to be here. Um, and I have an awesome team, an awesome core group. And, you know, so I, I, love, I love my life. I love being a priest, and, and it's, been a, it's been a blessing. And I pray that God continues to work on me and, and sanctify me and, and make me holy, you know, me too. Yeah, I, <laughs> so you guys can deal with me a little bit easier, you know, cause I, I really do genuinely want to be able to treat, you know, occasions or obstacles or, or people that may say mean things and not for it not to, you know, with where my love is being withheld from people, you know, like I want to grow, I want to grow in love. I want to grow yeah. in mercy and, and, uh, you know, what's about, do you feel better now? Yeah, man, that was like a out? therapy session. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that. You can put the money on the table. <laughs> yeah. Stingy. I'll give you 10%. <laughs> i give you 2 What's in my pocket, which is nothing right now. <laughs> so, I, you know, I want to thank all the listeners for allowing Father Rich to vent. And, um, <laughs> you guys are so instrumental. In yeah. this. Uh, this felt like if a, you want to vent about your vocation in life, <laughs> feel free to do so in the comment sections of our social or media. Make sure, yeah. Like he said earlier in the episode, you could find his phone number and email. No, address do and not do that. Everything please, that is bothering please, you please, please uh, to him that. directly. No. Yeah. Don't and if that. there is anybody out there that unfortunately I did not get back to, I apologize. I don't mean to do that intentionally. Yeah. You do your best. I do my best. I try. Just do your best. Just do your best. <laughs>
All right. Um, now, I want to say again, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Exodus 90 and Ave Maria. There's links below to click them. Uh, if you go to the episode page of this on our website, CatholicTalkShow.com, there'll be all the information and the special offers that they have available for our listeners. And so, consider becoming a patron today. Yes, sir. And it's getting cooler outside, guys. Get a hoodie with the Catholic Talk Show on it uh, and sport that and look fresh out in the world. Fresh man. and clean. So fresh Very and so clean. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks so much. God bless. See you next week. Mm.